ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி அப்சர்வ் அ கிளாஷ் ஆஃப் டூ ஆர்மீஸ் ஹஸ் டெபிக்டட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் புறநானூறு டூ நைன்டி பை த போயட் பொன்முடியார் set in the category of nochitine or defense from within the verse contrasts the actions of the clashing forces parutti veli cheerur mannan uluthu adar unda oinadai puravi kadal mandu thoniyin padaimugam pola neimidi arundiya koisuval yeruthin தன்னடை மன்னர் தாருடை புறவி அணங்குடை முருகன் கோட்டத்து கலம் தொடா மகளிரின் இகந்து நின்றவ்வே இஃப் யூ லிசன் கேர்ஃபுல்லி யூ கேன் ஹியர் த ஹூஃப் பீட்ஸ் ஆஃப் ஹாசஸ் இன் திஸ் ஒன் திஸ் ஃபீமேல் போயிட்ஸ் வேர்ட்ஸ் கேன் பி டிரான்ஸ்லேட்டட் ஆஸ் ஃபாலோஸ் ஹாசஸ் வித் அ ஸ்லோ கேட் belonging to the king from a small town hedged by cotton bushes had eaten just sprouted uraddal seeds but akin to a ship's front that pounces on the roaring waves of the sea it split the vanguard of the enemy army those garlanded horses belonging to the other king with huge fertile farming towns the ones that had eaten ghee mixed rich food and had trimmed manes stood withdrawn and far behind like the women who do not touch worship vessels at the temple of the fearsome god murugan let's leap in and learn more the boy talks about horses belonging to a king of a minor town one which is surrounded by bushes of the cotton plant and mentions these horses walk at a relaxed pace as if she were a veterinarian the poet details the diet of these horses which we learn is sprouted uraddal seeds while that sounds mighty healthy to us in the poet's tone you can hear disapproval as if it were meager and not the right food for these horses while she disapproves the food she is then stunned by the action of these same horses which suddenly seem to have sprouted strength from nowhere and are now leaping on the enemy army and splitting and scattering them like the front of a ship that sails splitting the huge sea the poet then turns her attention to the horses of that enemy king whose domain is not a small town but one filled with rich water resources again the poet looks at the diet of these horses and says they have had yummy and rich food in the form of ghee mixed rice the horses are also described as fashionistas who are trendy with their trim haircuts and are adorned with garlands as well while everything looks great about these horses what they're doing is something else she adds and concludes with a quirky simile describing the behavior of these horses in the battlefield to be exactly like that of women who are not supposed to touch the vessels in a temple for they seem to be standing away and aloof from the fierce events of the field first to shed some light about the simile involving women the poet is actually talking about women experiencing menstruation and implying a belief that these women should not touch worshiping vessels in a temple and should stand far apart from the others during those days of the month 
Though it may surprise some modern city dwellers, such practices are ongoing to this day and even taken to an extreme where a menstruating woman is asked to live in unhygienic outhouses and cannot cook or come near the other members of the household. Such isolating practices do not make sense in this time and era and impinge on the freedom and normalcy of young girls and women. Returning to the verse, the poet is in essence contrasting those horses from poor towns with a poor diet putting on a rich show of power and courage with those other horses from rich towns with a rich diet. Presenting the triumph of the weak over the strong, the verse is a kind of David and Goliath story of horses in the battlefield. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please visit nandanikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.